0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to February. Welcome to another week. Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, February 1st. Happy Feast of St. Bridget of Ireland. I send that out to my daughter, Bridget, uh, today. So, my friends, today we have a long gospel. We are going to dive right into it. We are in Mark chapter 5. We are going to read 20 verses. So strap in Mark 5, 1 to 20. Let's uh, break open God's word together this morning. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? He replied, Legion is my name. There are many of us. He pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they pleaded with him, Send us into the swine. Let us enter them. And he let them. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. The herd of about two thousand rushed down a steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside. And people came out to see what had happened. As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him. But Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, Go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So just a couple of points uh, before I dive into my main points. Um, so Jesus is going to the other side of the sea, uh, the region of the Decapolis, the, the Gerasenes or Gerasenes. I'm not quite sure how to say that. Uh, so we know this is a Gentile territory, brothers and sisters. We know that uh, the the very word Decapolis means it's Greek um, or excuse me, Roman uh, of origin, it's uh, it's uh, the 10 cities over there. And uh, the very fact that they're herding swine, uh, Jews, of course, didn't do that. That was an unclean animal for them. So we know we are away from the Jews. So Jesus was not afraid to reach out, not only to his own people, but beyond his own people. Uh, and so we're talking about that. The other uh, sub point that it's just pointing out here is, there's that point early on, it's talking about how this man is strong, even chains can't, can't bind him. He, uh, he breaks those and he smashes the shackles. And it says, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Remember in Mark, Jesus is the raging lion and he is fighting Satan directly. And here is a confrontation that we're seeing. But it is also Mark's way of saying... There is no one that has been strong enough to subdue this man until now. It, again, is showing the power of God. Uh, what is your name? It is Legion, because there are many of us, meaning there are many unclean spirits. Enough that they're going to go into 2,000 swine here in a little bit. Uh, and it shows God's power, God's majesty, God's strength. No one's been able to subdue him. Wow. Watch this. Watch the power of God at work. Again, these are things, again, Jesus isn't afraid to reach out to those beyond the fringe, those who are not his own and the power of God. Those are those are worth pondering. But neither of those are my main points that I want to go over today. So let me go over those. What are they? Uh, first, let's talk about, um, okay, so Jesus uh, commands these legion of unclean spirits to go out into the swine. They rush down. Uh, And I I think this may be Mark's idea of a joke. You know, they march down this steep embankment and throw themselves into the sea. And uh, the swine herds run off into the city and tell everybody. And the people from the city come out not to be amazed that this man who no one and nothing could subdue is finally subdued because he's sitting uh, in front of Jesus uh, in his right mind and clothed. They're not amazed at that. What do they do? They come out and they're seized with fear. Why? Because economically, they just lost 2,000 swine. And that is not something I want around somebody who's going to upset the apple cart that way. And so what do they do? They beg him to leave their district. Because he's upsetting the normal course of, of their day. I mean... And, and we can look at that and say, how foolish were they? They had the Son of God in front of them doing an amazing act that, uh, that they had never seen before, that no one had been able to. Instead of being amazed at the action of God, what they saw was something much smaller, something that upset their day-in, day-out routine, something that would upset their local economy, something that would upset their way of life. No, we can, we can judge them from a distance of 2,000 years. But I, I'm guessing, my friends, that we're not that different. Uh, I, I suspect you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were not uh, all in uh, and sold out for, for Jesus Christ and, and desirous to live a more full life in Christ. I, I think that's what we share together, and that's why we walk this journey together. But I suspect all of us, uh, may have days when we're like, Lord, uh, and, and we we may not say this as actively as I'm going to say this. Uh, it may be more unconscious. It may be some, something we put to the very sides because we don't want to to claim that it's what we do. But there may be days that we don't invite God into as much as other days. There may be groups of people uh, that we enter into that we don't bring Christ as actively to the forefront as we do others. There may be pockets of our life, uh, shadows within us, uh, attitudes, uh, actions, things that we're like, you know, I don't have to get rid of this. It's not a, a huge sin. It's just a, it's just a small little habit that doesn't, it doesn't upend the other things. And, and we may have made friends with that. And, and in a sense, we don't invite Christ into those places either. And so to the level that we do any of those things, or we do any of those things occasionally, I think we're not that different than the people uh, from the the region of the Gerasenes. Because we're like, okay, Lord, yeah, we love having you here, and we love what you're doing over here, but I'm not sure I want to invite you over here, because it's going to upset it's going to upset the way I do things. It's going to upset the way I enter in with this group of people or or with my daily routines, uh, with these habits or, or this way of thought or or um, in, in just how I approach this day. And I think, my friends, if we are to be fully sold out for Jesus Christ, uh, if we are going to enter that place, um, there's got to be no place we can't let God enter. None. Uh, it was an economic one here in this story, um, that scared them away because that, that was gonna that was gonna affect them. And uh and other are there areas that we've just become comfortable with, friends with. They're like, Oh I'm I'm okay with it being there. How can we allow God to enter into all in all? Into all of our relationships, into all of our being. Into all of our attitudes, whatever whatever those ways are, um, yeah, that's point number one, enough said there. You get my gist, point number two is this wonderful one at the end, where okay, so they beg him to leave, so Jesus is getting in the boat, and the man who had possessed man who had been possessed pleads with him to follow him, to remain with him, but Jesus says, No, no, go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done, and all were amazed. That there's a time and a place in how we follow Christ, brothers and sisters, and there's differences. You know, I could swear this, and I did not do uh, the research, so forgive me, that uh, Jesus later in Mark comes back to the Decapolis, and people run out to meet him. Uh, because why? Because this man had done such a great job of evangelizing and they wanted to come out. Not, not that much different than the woman at the well in John chapter four, uh, that they come out because of this person who is ostracized and how he goes in there and spreads the word. And then they are ready to meet Christ. Brothers and sisters, there is a time you and I must be evangelizing. We must be out there spreading the word. So when Christ comes along, because we're not going to be the ones to do that. When Christ comes along, they run out to meet him and they're ready because they wouldn't have been otherwise. Christ was there and they weren't ready to meet him this time. But because of the seed, this man is going to plant. When Christ comes out later, they're ready to come out and say, tell us who you are even more. They're ready to go deeper but that was this man's mission is to prepare that ground, to prepare that seed, uh, to plant that seed. Um, but there are other times, brothers and sisters, where we, perhaps we've been out there among the people trying to share the word in whatever way we do it, because how you do it may be different than how I do it, may be different than how others that shared it with us do it. And that's how we're made. That's beautiful. But there are other times that we've been out there and that we're tired or we're weary or we forget our connection, or we forget why we're doing it, we forget the joy with which we have to do it, we forget the fire, the fire has gone down, and that there are times we need to pull ourselves back because we're not doing good work out there if we've forgotten or if we're weary or we're doing it simply out of, uh, you know, because we've been told and out of command, uh, and we're not doing it out of our heart. There are times we need to pull back, and we need to be in the boat with Jesus. And we need to be on sabbatical, whether that is for an hour or for a weekend or for a, a period of months. And when I say sabbatical, I don't mean, you know, quit your job, go off to, to a retreat. I mean just saying I need to simply rest in Christ. I simply need to reacquaint myself with him and he to me. And whether that's in prayer, whether that's in the word, whether that's in in fellowship with, with someone else, whether that's in in just um, opening myself on a daily basis. I mean, these sabbaticals, my friends, they can be in, in the course of a day that says, I'm tired this morning. I just need to follow Jesus. I need to be in the boat with him. I need to remember. And then this afternoon, I'm going to go back out in whatever way that is, my friends, in whatever way that is in proclaiming that word. And, and other days it may be seasons of our life. It may be seasons and that's, that's entirely appropriate. And we find that within in, in Christ, we find that within his followers, we find that within the church, that there are seasons, that it says, this is a season I simply need to reacquaint. I need to remember who I am in Christ, I need to remember that joy. And then once I've found that again, once Christ has given that to me again, and I have that fire again, then I can go back and be effective. That knife is sharp, that tool is ready. Um, but it's an ebb and a flow. It's an ebb and a flow. Sometimes we're in the boat. Sometimes we're called to be out amongst the people. And trust, trust where you're called to be today. That's enough, my friends. Uh, So let us um, move into prayer. Shall we do that? It is the season for prayer. So uh, let us bring our intentions and place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother as we begin In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. St. Bridget, pray for us. Uh, Blessings to you, my friends. Uh, Godspeed on this day. Whether you are out proclaiming the word to people in how you do it and in who you are, or whether you are in the boat with Christ today, just reacquainting, may your day be blessed.